Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. I'm your host, Evelyn Odrostold. And I'm your host, Sophie Hayes. I just told myself, Evelyn. I know. What's that about? I don't know. I'm shifting into a more professional part of my life now that I'm almost years old. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) I don't like it. Fuck that. Have you ever thought about how we have the same middle name? Yeah, that's true. That's very Catholic, rich media of us. <laughs> yeah. <I'll... laughs> you have to have, like, Maria, Ma- Mary, or Maria as a middle name. Mm-hmm. Objectively. Or Marissa, if you're a freak. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am stupid bitch. Mm. How are you doing? I'm good. I have a show tonight. Yeah. You're producing or are you on? I'm hosting. You're hosting. Yeah. And producing. Yeah. I did a show on Saturday. It was like a really weird show because it was like a private house show, but it was kind of an all ages event. Weird. Like, there were a lot of older adults there, but then also, like, a bunch of people who are our age, but they were all engineers. Mm-hmm. When I did that show, everyone was our age, mm-hmm. but the engineers, like, didn't know how to make small talk like, yeah. before the show, like, during mm-hmm. the party part. Like, they were like, so what do you do for work? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, are you one of the comedians? <laughs> Was that what it was like? Yeah, I didn't talk to anyone who wasn't a comedian. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. Honestly. You saved yourself a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah, they weren't vibing with me. I was in kind of a weird mood, which can always go like one of two ways, but... Good or bad? I showed up and this girl was like, I love your aesthetic. And I was like, thanks, I haven't washed my hair in nine days. (laughs) And she didn't laugh, so then I just doubled down. I was like, I'm depressed. Um, uh. And then I got on stage and I was like, had a diet coke in my hand and I like chugged most of it and I was like, who's ready to fucking party? <laughs> and they weren't. <laughs> oh my god. Didn't go well. I'd say, well it was, I was loose, but it was um, not for the best. <laughs> well, at least it was at a private show. They all looked so scared. Yeah, also the lights are like on. Like, I performed in That's bare feet true. when I was there. I was wearing socks. There's a video of me performing in socks. <laughs> I was not feeling connected to the earth. No, no. There was one guy in the front row who was loving it, and he kept being like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this sounds horrible. It was. I was going to do 10 minutes because... How long did you end up doing? The butcher told me I had to do as long as I wanted. Hot four and a half. <laughs> Okay, mood. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I gotta go. My phone was dead. I was like, I just wanted to go home. I didn't know where I was, so I had to like feel my way home yeah. in my car. Yeah. Like get to an intersection that I knew and then hope I was going the right way. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good show. Mm-hmm. Ever. I will never do it again. Private shows are just cursed in general. Yeah, it's like it's only worth it if they pay you money. Like I told someone this, but private shows are basically like, okay, how much money will I accept to inter like internally cringe mm-hmm. for X amount of time? Basically, you, they never go well. You have to put a, a dollar value on bombing, yeah, and then potentially having to talk to people about it afterwards. Exactly. If it's just a show, fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. If I have to interact with the people who mm-hmm. I'm performing for, a hundred. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After I did that, plus show, I got into the house and I was like, "It is unacceptable that they're not paying us." I did the same thing because there's a chandelier in the lobby, and then the house is crazy. It's crazy. I was my blood was absolutely boiled when I found out that the people that live there are like our age. I joked about stealing the computer last time I was there. Yeah. The I, like twenty inch Mac. 
desktop. <laughs> yeah, and Rachel Turner was like, you should see the coat rack. I was like, wow, I guess everything's nice when you have money. Yeah. How the fuck are you don't have a f- Cadillac of coat racks? Yeah, like what? Oh, uh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how the other half lives. The girl who hosted told me that she went on a couple of dates with uh, one of the guys whose house it is and she stopped seeing him because he just was like, want to see my Audi? Ew. (laughs) Good for her, honestly. Infiltrating the Ottawa comedy scene, people. Keep comedy for the working class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If If you're too good for... A good old fashioned fart joke. So they had a lamp that looked like, just straight up looked like pussies. I'll show you a picture after. Hmm. It decidedly looked like it was made of vaginas. It's a stained glass lamp. I mean, I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't done a real side in so long. Yeah. I mean, either. I've just been hosting and shit. Yeah, that's the thing. When I host a lot, I get out of practice the habit plus i get loose which is good but then it's like i don't understand how it was negative to be loose at a house show because they were engineers from the u.s okay all right (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't you it was them (laughs) i think also i was doing the thing where um like the criticism that i get sometimes when i'm hosting where Like Thomas one time was like, the audience knows you think you're better than them. And I was like, in this room, I was, though. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and I refused to stoop to their level. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I did my little set. I got out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about stuff? Yeah, let's talk about stuff. Okay. So, very good news on the American electoral front. Bernie is emerging and ha- seems to be taking the lead yes. in the polls. Mm-hmm. Warren is really far behind compared to how she was doing earlier. Yep. I'm ready for her to uh, suspend her campaign. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. If she will, yeah. I wonder what made the winds shift. On Bernie? No. Oh, on Warren. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if some people jumped ship from her to Bernie or Mm -hmm. if... I have to assume so because there's a a huge proportion of people who were like, I like Bernie and Warren. Yeah. Or I really like Bernie, but I would vote for Warren as a second choice. Yeah. I think probably... It was a bad look for her to parrot a lot of Bernie's kind of anti-bank being stricter against capital type of rhetoric. Yeah. I think also, I mean, there's a few people who have kind of dropped out mm-hmm. in the in like recently. So maybe those numbers are going other places. So yeah. other people are just gaining more numbers over Warren. Right. So... Like, all the Kamala heads are all of a sudden down with Bernie. Yeah, or, like, down with Biden or something. Yeah, okay. It's just things are just shifting around. Yeah, I think maybe. But I don't know. I'm not upset to see Warren fall in the polls. Like, obviously, Bernie or bust. But Mm -hmm. it is kind of scary to think about what the other option is. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. If it's not Bernie, then who? If Warren's doing that poorly. Biden, I guess. Buttigieg. B- Buttigieg, yeah. Um, I think that, like, I'm obviously, I'm very pleased, but I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that Bernie's doing well because I think a lot of people, A, are looking for something really different. Yeah. He's just really something really different. Like this is the most progressive candidate that the United States have had on the main stage of a federal election ever, ever. Yeah. And I think the logic that a lot of people applied to why people voted for Trump or why they would vote for Trump could be twisted to the left as well, where like people are like, I voted for Trump because 
he's not like any I needed something other poli- yeah. any other politician that we've seen on the main stage like when people were trying to like predict the Trump presidency and you know the, the fucking rallying call was this is not normal this is not normal and it's like yeah that's why people, people were drawn to it went for it because obviously what was normal like the democratic institution which has just been centrists who've just been completely overrun with warmongering and corporate interests for the last god knows how long was normal but that's not satisfying or appropriate for the general public yeah it wasn't working for them so whether that's going to swing them away from that and towards trump or away from that and further to the left people are are very disillusioned Mm -hmm. with what's happening in the middle definitely (laughs) (laughs) and even people that maybe like voted republican in the last election because they've historically voted republican Mm-hmm. but don't want to vote for Trump in this election mm-hmm. because of his behavior, um, might vote for Bernie. Absolutely. Over other Democratic candidates that are more typically demo- like typical Democrats, you know? Definitely. I think there's, there's a lot of healthy distrust of the Democratic establishment, and the fact that Bernie is critical of it yeah. Can really only work in his favor because he does need to ultimately distance himself from it as much as he safely can without risking alienating people who are like left leaning liberals. Exactly, yeah. And I think he's doing well with that so far. Like, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it's like his policies are obviously pretty left, but. There's nothing that is going to, like, really, really freak people out if they actually take the time to Mm -hmm. learn about it. Yeah. You know, it's, like, the stuff that always really scares people who are, like, even centrists Mm -hmm. is, like, open borders and, like, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. Also, I think that at the end of the day, we have to assume that the general population is possibly smarter than we give them credit for and that eventually people will vote in line with their material interests. Of course, yeah. People just need time. Bernie's the only person who is showing tangible policies that will help the average person who requires medical care or has student loans or is living in community housing or whatever, obviously the people are going to respond to that. Historically, people have always responded to politician promises to help out Yeah, the working class and the lower middle class. But Bernie's not only promising to do that like Republicans do <laughs> yeah. so often, he's actually like backing it up with real policies and Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day that's kind of slumming that not a lot of centrists really concern themselves with because they know that their voting base is like in the (laughs) the northeast and like California yeah it's like actually presenting like a framework for like this is what I want to do and like this is how I'm going to do it mm-hmm. isn't something that people are used to seeing mm-hmm. and yeah like you were saying like a lot of centrists they don't bother because it's just talking points like they're gonna get into the White House and they're gonna flip on stuff mm-hmm. you know and go conservative with on certain issues or whatever but if you actually lay it out people can be like oh I can envision myself and like Bernie's America or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather Mm. vote for someone where I feel like I actually know where it's going. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one thing that he's done consistently throughout his campaign is not only has he been extremely solid on his beliefs and his stances for literally 60 years. Yeah, exactly. Which is very impressive and crazy. Yeah. Um, don't come for me in 60 years and ask me if I still feel the same. Hopefully. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Not only that, I think he's been taking the best approach at a transparent 
Yeah. And honest, no frills, down to earth campaign where it's like, this is what I want to give you. I don't think it's unreasonable. Here it all is. Here it is. I don't think he has anything to hide. Yeah. And yeah, I think it is. It takes time for people to really figure out what they want. You know, it's like at first people were like, oh, he's too old. But then it's like Biden's there and everyone who's a Bernie supporter was like, well, Biden's too old. So why won't you vote for Bernie? It's like it takes people time to work through that. Right. Or it's like. Mm Oh, well, Elizabeth Warren was a Democrat or was a Republican until the 90s. Mm-hmm. Bernie's always been left leaning. And it's like, mm. yeah, you can't expect people to just be right right away. You know what I mean? And it's very alienating for people to have that mentality of like, you can't change your opinions and you can't take your time to figure out what candidate you want to vote for. Yeah, that's absolutely. why people campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, also, Perhaps it's something where people get embarrassed because they like really vocally yeah. bash somebody and then maybe they start to like doubt themselves, but then they, they're they like, eh, will I be aligned with my own principles if I vote for this person? But then it's like at the end of the day, if I've been doing rah, 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 Warren, and then when the day comes, I vote for Bernie, like, am I being dishonest? Like, is there some sort of cognitive dissonance happening here but I think people need to leave the door open for themselves to realize that as you obtain more information you can always change your mind your opinions can change (laughs) of course yeah yeah it's it's very boring to imagine that you will always be hardline in in the exact same place and like all the exact same things and do things the exact same way yeah (laughs) If we did that, I would still be really into, like, Beyblades. <laughs> I loved Beyblades, Me too. too. They got banned from my school. Were too many people's fingers getting hurt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't even want to know what I'd still be really into. I, when I was talking about that just now, I was thinking about how embarrassing it was when I was a vegan for a long time and then I stopped being a vegan. <laughs> and you had to like have that conversation a million times. Yeah. Yeah. So the solution is to just um, always be elusive. Yeah, of Never course. tell people <laughs> what your, you're doing. Your real opinion and skirt around the truth. <laughs> like a politician. <laughs> A politician, but for my personal interest. That you can't be held to anything. Yeah. It's genius. Why didn't I think about this? (laughs) Don't have takes. (laughs) Don't share your opinions. Yeah. Made sense to have a podcast then. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, In other news this week, possibly the cut has outdone themselves in most grading article that they've ever published and it's really that's really a huge feat they've really done a lot of harm to communities everywhere with their articles over the years they're you know what the worst thing is what they're writing about stuff that i'm interested in i know that's the worst part because you're like maybe i'll read it and then you're like what (laughs) every every single time you're like i shouldn't have read it (laughs) but it's like are my interests that bad or have they just somehow spun my interest in a completely inconceivable way? No, the media class is just insufferable. Yeah. Like, the, the girls who write these little articles are just... Have the most just grating tone. Yeah, that's I the thing. It's, like, scoldy. It, it's scoldy. It's, like, twee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my I, least favorite... Oh, my least favorite quality. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, in the cut, they published an article called The Ladies Who Launch. Mm, it's Ling- already bad. Lingua Franca and the Rise of the Resistance Socialite. So, okay, first of all, someone who's smart Tell me what lingua franca means if it... Does it mean plain language? Plain language, yeah. In Spanish? Italian? Latin. 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 Okay. 
I think it's probably Italian and not Latin, but whatever. <laughs> you know what the number one way to make your, I should know this. <laughs> your line not in plain language? To make your line that's called plain language fucking lingua franca and then yeah. make everybody guess what fucking language that is. So like, what are they saying? They're saying lingua franca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the rise of the resistant socialite. So yeah, like I don't even know what they're saying. Okay, so they wrote this article about, I need to learn her name, even though I don't want to. Lingua Franca, which is a clothing line okay. with, a, with a conscience, which was started by Rochelle Harustra McPherson. Rich name. From here on out, I'll be referring to her as McPherson. <laughs> I was going to call her Rach. <laughs> Rach. Um... So essentially, McPherson started this line of she had a lifestyle blog, yeah. like all rich bored women, like we talked that's, about last episode. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And then she got diagnosed with anxiety, as all rich women with a lifestyle blog do. Mm-hmm. Because you know she had so much to worry about. Yeah. Um. She's married to a hotelier. Okay. Okay. Who owns like six fancy hotels in New York and whatnot. Anyhow, so she got diagnosed with anxiety. The pills made her jittery. So she was like, I needed something to do with my hands. And she's like, I know. Grandma Rita taught me how to embroider. So she started embroidering, catch this, hip hop lyrics onto cashmere sweaters. I listen to rap on my way to the farmer's market. Yes, huge I listen to rap on the way to the farmer's, <laughs> farmer's market, market energy. I listen to hardcore on the way to my podcast. <laughs> Do you remember when you picked me up last week and you were like, you were like, I'm parked across the sidewalk and that guy within, with the baby gave me a dirty look. Like the baby can go in the street as a little treat. It's fine. And I was like, don't you think it's the hardcore that you're blasting? <laughs> remember when you told me you... When I told you that I'm there to pick you up, you don't believe me unless you can already hear <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do dab. Um, <laughs> I have a good ear and a bad ear now. It's really bad. Really? Yeah. Remember when my mom and I had a fight because I told my brother that if he continues going deaf, I'm going to learn sign-, sign language so I can still tell him he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... Anyways, McPherson started this line, and now it's a whole thing. Like, she posted a picture of a sweater that she made just for herself on her Instagram feed, and then requests started coming in. Right. And now these sweaters are marketing for $380 a piece. And she has a whole team of underlings who are selling them. And she bragged about paying the people who are making the sweaters... 20 to $25 an hour. Great. Okay, but she... How much labor time... Let's say it takes an hour. I was going to say it probably takes two hours. Two hours to embroider a sweater. I think... I don't know if they're secondhand cashmere. They should be if she really wanted to get on an eco drift. Yeah. Let's say it's secondhand cashmere. She's getting a sweater for... Even if it's mass-produced cashmere... She's getting a sweater for $75 to $100. Yeah. So max, completely maxed out, mm-hmm. her costs, including labor, are $150. Yeah. And she's making over $200. She's making $200. She's donating some of that money. Sure. She's still making a huge profit and she doesn't need the money. No. And... Their operation is so large now that they're opening a 3,500 square foot location, physical location, in Manhattan. In the Upper East Side. And she said, I'm not East Side. And it's like, what the fuck is East Side? Posh? Yeah. Yeah. You're not posh. You have... The Upper East Side? Yes. Yeah, that's rich. Okay, she's like, I'm not very east side. It's like, you have a cashmere sweater business. 
Or you embroider rap lyrics. You're married to a hotel man. Who else <laughs> is East Side? Oh my god, this is just like this harms me, you know what I mean? Because it's like none of these words should even exist together in a sentence. None of these things should exist. No. Individually. And not to mention, like, it's so tone deaf to be a rich white woman embroidering hip hop lyrics on other, on cashmere sweaters that cost $308, presumably for other rich white women to wear. It's, it's embarrassing. This is a company by and for white women, rich white women that weigh between 90 and 120 pounds. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Leonardo DiCaprio bought one for his girlfriend that said original gangsta. Stop. Yes. People should not be allowed to write that. No. It's like how 50 Cent said, if you're white, my name's 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, he's like, no. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're white, 50 cent. <laughs> Can you imagine how many people probably went up to him over the years and were like, hello, Mr. Fitty. Yeah. Mr. Fitty. <laughs> Mr. Fitty cent. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part of the article, there were a couple bad parts of the article. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to pull some quotes. Yeah. I had to suffer enough. So do you. Okay. Oh, wait, I conveniently already screenshotted the worst quotes to send to Maddie. Good for you. <laughs> of course. So your memes. Okay. Mm, give it to me. McPherson's learning curve is not over. She discontinued certain sweaters that said, do the right thing after enough people were offended. What? I don't know what do the right thing is. She recently put up a post on Instagram of one of her embroiders carrying a giant sack of sweaters. People are like, oh my god, we can't believe you're using plastic bags. But they're shipped to us like this. It's like, okay, sigh. Yes, this is a problem, but I can't solve every problem, McPherson says, while noting that the company is working with its cashmere to su- supplier to change its packaging. Going far the other way, being too careful, isn't our goal. So they're not getting them secondhand. No. Because they're getting sh- the sweater shipped to them in plastic bags. Yes. So this is just like, this production has a huge footprint. Yeah, absolutely. Cashmere is so expensive to make and like, oh my God, the ecological impact. These women are destroying the earth. Okay, yes, this is a problem, but like I can't solve every problem. How about delete your useless business and yourself <laughs> off the face of the earth because you're not providing fucking anything. You're not solving any problems. No. You're making problems. Uh, okay. My mental health is one of them. <laughs> I didn't have this intention to start this giant fashion company. We are trying our best. That is the truth. We are profitable, yes. We've raised a ton of money for organizations. We have to check our privilege every day. McPherson recounts an interview in which a journalist asked her about being a rich white woman embroidering hip-hop lyrics onto cashmere. Her response was, what would you like me to do? Not celebrate these lyrics? Not give away money? Not do anything with my life? Yes. Yes. I, w- I, I would like you to not celebrate these lyrics because they're not <laughs> for, for you. <laughs> they're not for you. It's a whole different thing. Your consumption of hip hop as a rich white woman is that you can listen to it on your headphones and never tell anyone about it. You shouldn't it. be capitalizing off it. You can give money to artists, of course. But you should never be making money off, off of them. Hip hop. Yeah. As a rich white woman. And that goes <sighs> for you too. It's Iggy Azalea. It's on site advice. Okay, you. literally, like if I saw Iggy Azalea on the street, I'd be like, okay, pull up. How messed up was it that she got a boob job when she had the world's most perfect body? Right? I know her ass was already fake, but still. No, her body was perfect. I know. She looks whack now. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I love to donate money to organizations. Like, what organizations? When she's like, we check our privilege every day, it's like, clearly not enough. (laughs) Because 
if you thought for five minutes, these people live in this little bubble and there's a mention of this in the article. And I don't want to say that the article is obviously celebratory yeah. of this. It's just profiling her, you know, and it does give you all the facts. It's just that she is a supremely annoying person and shouldn't be given a voice. It didn't, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it didn't feel celebratory when I read it, but it did have like a positive slant on it. Like you could tell that the person writing the profile was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I have to give you all the facts, but... Okay. Thanks to the political turn for Lingua Franca Franca, after Trump initiated the January 2017 travel ban. At the time, the brand had three FIT students from Iran who were sewing for the company. Stop! So nice of her to give them little jobs. When McPherson came into the office, they were trying, wondering if they could ever go home or see their families again. It was the first time in my white privileged life I had politics affect me. (laughs) It's insane and ridiculous, but it's the truth. So she told the FIT students to channel their feelings into embroidery and made a sweater that read, I miss Barack who famously would have never done anything to the Middle East, right? I... I don't think three fucking fashion students who were sewing in your... Okay, how fucked up is it that she has immigrant brown women sewing... Sewing hip-hop lyrics on. Black hip-hop lyrics. (laughs) And she's to sell to exclusively white women. And then she's like, oh my God, it's so sad for me that you're sad that you might never see your family again. Use that passion and channel it into making more sweaters, honey. I have a bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to go home? You want to go home? So the fucking sweater. (laughs) We miss Barack. (laughs) It's dark. You know the picture of... um, Sarah Paulson crying while she's eating the sandwich. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I love working for Lingua Franca. You know what? Maybe they, maybe they love it. Maybe um, maybe they're grateful. Maybe we shouldn't assume. For the opportunity. Who, like, why are these people buying these sweaters? Like, what are they doing because with them? Because they're all white woman, girl boss entrepreneurs who it's like shifted towards, it's like trendy to be political and it has been since... I don't know, people kind of push back against the predominant nature of the early 2000s, like kind of the bimbo-y, Paris and Nicole Mm. thing. I know, I long for it too. With kind of the like rock the vote. Yeah. Like the Bush versus Kerry thing was the first time I remember hot celebrities being like, it's cool to vote. But now... Having a, a cause or like doing resistance, like they said, exactly like the rise of the resistance socialite, it is a status symbol. Yeah, to have a. And people expect you to have a cause too. Mm-hmm. Like. <sighs> and it always has to be the problem that I take with this too is like, there's no way to mo- not make it condescending. Yeah. How are you going to be. A millionaire white woman and be like, I'm helping these people. People. (laughs) You people. Because you need it. That's what it seems like, feels like. It's like nobody should be in a position where they get to do that Mm -hmm. in the first place. No. We wouldn't be having these problems if people didn't have that much money. No. And... It's just trendy to have a job now. Yeah. I guess, like, these these women, they have to be girl bosses, too. Yeah, they can't just at be point, at home. At one point, she talks about how busy her life is. She's like, I have two boys and two dogs. And it's like, you have millions of dollars. You have a groomer. You have a nanny. Maybe even two. You have someone that cleans your house. Mm-hmm. Someone that cooks for you. You don't have to have this little job. No. You're if you're that stressed. Because, no, but they're doing it because they're in this 
social competition with other women who are all running their little political campaigns almost their little yeah businesses yeah their little businesses and in order for the businesses to be successful for them to assuage some of their guilt they have to donate part of it to charity and they also have to try to impart some sort of a message yeah onto the products that they're marketing and they have to donate money so that they don't have to pay higher taxes because they these, have a job now if these women wanted to actually work you know they could if they wanted to have a job they would just go quietly do whatever people <laughs> they would just go quietly like do a little dental office receptionist job or some shit like sure that. yeah but of course these women aren't actually working they're running around taking pictures of clothing posting it on instagram and then going to meetings where they can get jerked off by other women who are of the same exact type and class as they are. Yeah, and having people that they pat themselves on the back for not paying minimum wage to do all the work. Yeah. If I had a million dollars, I would never work again. You shouldn't. Straight up. You shouldn't. The fact that people work, like, work, as in try to generate income, profit, yeah. income, when they have more than, you know, millions of dollars is, I think, kind of like a display of greed. It is. It's like, I need people. Well, it's, they they want to act like they worked hard for their money. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't be having these little jobs if they didn't have money in the first she place. Loves, she loves saying that. She's like, I'm from the middle of nowhere. I'm from... Uh, Nebraska or something. Yeah, like. good for you. And you married a rich guy. That's a job. Good for you. That's literally a job. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Good for you for that. Not mm-hmm. good for you for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the middle of nowhere, and this is so crazy. It's like yeah, you didn't build your empire embroidering fucking booya onto a cashmere sweater. <laughs> All right. All right. Enough. Enough. Let's talk about the other female plague nurses. <laughs> Are nurses bad people? Okay, this is like hard for me because my sister's a nurse and mm-hmm. she's not a bad person. But okay. I do think that there is a specific type of woman that is drawn to nursing as a profession. Mm-hmm. And it is someone who wants to have control over vulnerable people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because people that want to help people mm-hmm. who are in need, who are not shitty, become personal support workers. Yeah. But nurses get paid a lot more money mm-hmm. and they don't have to do as much. I'm sorry if you're a nurse and you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who are like high school bullies or like those like psychotic women that you meet mm-hmm. in high school, yeah. you're like, you're crazy, mm-hmm. become nurses because they get control over other people. I know some people who are nurses who are chill, but I honestly think they were just like, this is a steady, good paying job where there will always be work. Yeah, like, it depends on what your reasons are, obviously, for becoming a nurse, but I think there's, like, two types of nurses. You're either yeah. super chill, mm-hmm. and you're like, I just, like, want job stability, and, like, mm-hmm. this is chill, or like, you want to do community health or something, and it's yeah. just, like, the way to do it. Like, you mm-hmm. have to be a nurse or whatever. Yeah. Or you're crazy. Yeah, definitely. The nurse in question, like, went viral on TikTok this week, and she did a little video in her scrubs where she was dancing around and talking about how the number one way to prevent STIs is abstinence. Yeah. But there's been a few TikTok nurses. So you might remember we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago, the one who was dancing while her patient was coughing in the background. And she was like, we know when you're faking. So there's been like a rise of nurses on TikTok with horrible takes. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe it's more it's more so that people that use TikTok Maybe. show the worst of, of them. every type of people. Probably. You know? Well, like, TikTok lesbians are the worst. The worst lesbians, yeah. right? I, I know a girl that has a really popular TikTok lesbian account, and I found it by accident. And it's like, it, like, watching the videos, like, puts me in pain. 
It's so embarrassing. I'll show you later. <laughs> Who knows on TikTok? How do you get onto TikTok? Do you just do TikTok? There's an app. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Twitter. I'm allergic to cringe. Yeah, me so too. I've never gone on it. Yeah. Every time I see one, it's because someone's posting I, like, one checked on it Twitter out, to but make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's just like a selection bias for TikTok, but either way, it's like, I don't really understand why these nurses are going on saying stupid shit and like wearing scrubs as if that gives them like a status symbol or like authority over what they're saying. Like I own a pair of scrubs. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one to call for someone to get fired. I'm not saying that this person should get fired, but I think that saying things like that while wearing scrubs and having nurse in your TikTok username is probably a fireable offense. It definitely is. Yeah, definitely. Well, in Ontario, it would be. I don't know about the US, but I think that people can have... It's, prob- it's probably, probably not totally fine to be in a- Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I think it's fine if... Obviously, nurses can be religious as long as they're doing their job, but like... Dude, you have to what? you have to be secular in the workplace. Yeah, you have to be secular you in the workplace. You have to be secular in the workplace, and it I goes for everyone. That 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 when I say that I'm, I'm talking about like practices, I'm not talking about like presentation. Yeah, presentation. But you know, practices. like we're not talking about like um, Bill eighty one or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I think it should be well. People have been fired for refusing care to gay people, for example, mm-hmm. or um, refusing service for you know any sort of people that people would discriminate against. And just out of like personal experience, like abstinence, promoting abstinence is harmful enough when it's coming from a teacher, when it's coming from a healthcare professional. That's scary. That's scary, yeah. Yeah. Because your job is not, and a lot of people could fucking learn from this, but your job as a healthcare professional is not to judge your patients, it's to treat them. And if you do judge your patients, they're going to have a negative experience and then they're not going to come back if they have a problem. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so you're telling people that like abstinence is the only way to prevent... STIs or pregnancy or whatever and then you're gonna get people who obviously are not able to be abstinent and then Mm. they're gonna you know like they're gonna be like oh well I deserve this so yeah and also like it's not obviously it's not immoral no to be sexually active no but then you know there's gonna be more shame involved in like what people just aren't gonna get treatment if Mm. they think they have an STI right like that's not good yeah Plus, refusing to educate people about safe sets obviously just results in an increase in unwanted pregnancies and STIs. Yeah. So. She's really doing the most to fuck with people. She looks like kind of like the prettiest horse if you had like horse figurines. (laughs) No, that's why her hair reminds me of. I was like. If that was a horse toy, I'd, like, brush it. <laughs> if that was a horse toy, I would brush it, I guess. You didn't guess, brush the ugly toys? I guess, no. <laughs> Hot rights since day one. <laughs> Hot rights always. This girl's doing horrible shit for the Hot rights movement. <laughs> I don't understand what's considered attractive in the southern United States. I have to assume this chick is from the southern United States. I think so. I did receive a comment on Twitter from somebody saying that they there has been a rise in evangelical colleges offering nursing programs. I saw that. Which is got to be an attempt to infiltrate hospitals and influence women that are going to have abortions. Oh, <laughs> for sure. absolutely no way around that. I think it should be illegal for religious-based institutions to offer professional programs. I think so, too. I mean, if you... Like, secular universities need to do better at, like, being accommodating to religious students, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to a religious university, mm-hmm. you should be studying religion. 
Yeah. But I mean, accommodating to religious people, how? Because I mean, like the religious schools that we're talking about are Christian. Yeah, like, Christian. In, in yeah. The universities that are yeah. religious in Canada and the States are Christian. They're Christian right? universities. And yeah. what accommodations do Christian students need? They have all the same holidays as all of us because... Not they- stuff like that. I mean, I, I can understand that, like, I guess some people maybe if they've only, like, especially in Ontario where we mm-hmm. do have a Catholic system and a mm-hmm. public system, they might be like, oh, like, I, like you can get indoctrinated and be like, I don't feel comfortable going to a public university because mm-hmm. people are going to judge me for being Catholic. And it's like, that's not true. But like mm, maybe public universities need to do a better job of like trying to pull those students yeah. into main, you know what I mean? Public universities. But I don't think that religious schools should be offering professional programs. <laughs> No, especially not things like healthcare because um, Christians are science deniers. Yeah. I went to high school with a guy who got written consent to not take biology. Yeah. He just always had spare. And now he's a doctor. Yeah. How fucked up is that? It's fucked up. He's a plastic surgeon, you guys. He's creating everybody in God's image. He's doing the Lord's work. That's right. And you know what? God bless. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, he baptized people in his pool. That's what that's what he did with his free time. Stop it. I'm serious. There's photos on Facebook. Can a baptism be successful if the water is chlorinated? I think it was a saltwater pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can a baptism be Some... successful if it's done by a 16-year-old? <laughs> in Jesus' time, probably. Well, he had the long hair. God, that's so crazy. My uh, my boyfriend caused a big argument in his family yesterday because um, one of his cousins is married to a pastor and he was posting on Facebook about trying to convince a woman out of having a medically necessary abortion. Stop, that's so scary. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> why, do you know what, why it was medically necessary? No. He was asking for help if somebody could um, talk to her from a Christian medical perspective and explain why she should still not have the abortion. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's like, you think that was an easy decision for her to make? Right? Like <laughs> Medically necessary. necessary. I know, but still, it's like, if yeah. you've been indoctrinated, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, leave her alone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Let her go to hell, whatever. Honestly... <laughs> If that woman dies, that pastor is like liable. Gonna go to jail. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, you absolutely should. Well, there's a, a paper trail of it now. I gotta say, mm-hmm. post it online. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> oh <laughs> my a god, fucking idiot. Yeah, he's like, we need your prayers. The mother is still unsure. It's like, oh, I fucking hate you. Yeah, praying on your downfall. <laughs> <laughs> praying on my haters' downfall. My haters, the pastors, trying not to have a medically necessary abortion abortion should be legal because a youth pastor should never be born (laughs) selective screening for youth pastor genes (laughs) oh this this baby has the gene for long hair and also wearing flip-flops in the winter selecting for gene that makes you play guitar badly sitting around an open campfire and putting your arm around 15 year old girls When you know, you know. You know. (laughs) Should we talk about the internet? Yeah, let's talk about the internet. The internet. (laughs) All right. This week, I do. Mad. Yeah, well, like, kind of. Okay. I posted a tweet Mm -hmm. about how being obsessed with pickles has eating disorder vibes. That's true. It's it's true. A pickle has like what seven calories? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so I posted this like as a joke. Like, I Mm -hmm. didn't really think that people were gonna resonate with it mm-hmm. except for the person that i was roasting um which was not you okay <laughs> um and then it like kind of blew up like people kept quote tweeting me and being like it's true but you shouldn't say it like you shouldn't <laughs> and i was like you shouldn't make fun of people who like eat an entire can of pickles in one sitting and it's like okay so you're all telling me that i'm right mm-hmm. but you're mad about it that's not my fault that i revealed a secret 
that was untapped knowledge. That's like when I said, if you're vegan and gluten-free, just tell us you have an eating disorder and skip the filling. And people were quote tweeting me and being like, yeah, I have an eating disorder and I'm vegan and gluten-free. It has nothing to do with it. I was like, okay, keep proving my point. That's how I felt. I was like, okay, stay mad haters. Like I'm, you're, I'm obviously right. (laughs) Plus it's a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, okay. Also, if you didn't know that, like, you're welcome, guys. Eat as many pickles as you want. want. It's a salty snack and it has no calories. Mm. I want pickles. <laughs> Me too. I have a can at home. <laughs> a jar. Do you grocery shop on foot? Yeah. That's a commitment. Dedication. I live, yeah. like, five minutes away. Okay. Not that On bad. foot. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. I feel like of things that it is impossible to talk about online, eating disorders is really high on the list without people freaking the fuck out at you. Even if you are like, I have an eating disorder or whatever, people don't care. Yeah. It's impossible to talk about. It's funny because I feel like online I'm constantly oscillating between getting canceled for making a joke about an eating disorder and getting accused of having... An eating disorder. An eating disorder. Getting accused of not having an eating disorder, but making fun of people who do, or getting accused of having an eating disorder. Just for no reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's, like, people's favorite thing to launch at women who they don't like. It's crazy because I'm not even that skinny. Yeah. You know? It's, like... It's so stupid. My haters love telling me that I'm skinny and conventionally attractive. Yeah. People are like, she thinks that just because she's skinny and conventionally attractive, she has a personality. It's like, okay. Okay, I don't need one if I'm skinny and my personality. attractive. <laughs> <laughs> my selling point. You look like you have a shitty personality. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen. I hate the the more people listen to the podcast or the more people follow me on Twitter, the more strangers can just pick beefs with me. This is this is not my beef, but okay. I was thinking about this earlier. The this girl was like she quote tweeted the DBM account, which was nice. Oh, I, I, I love ended that. Up looking at her account and she just had a whole bunch of tweets that were about me. Oh and yeah. Then I kind of got to the bottom and it said, Can't believe I pretended to like come town and red stare and blah 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 because i was fucking a guy who was a simp for all those podcasts and then there's all this shit talking uh about comedians and i was like man like you can talk shit on female comedians as much as you want but at the end of the day it seems like one of us fucked a male comedian so who's the real loser here? Yeah. Like, you also, got your heart broken by a, a male, male comedian. comedian. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Yeah, but it's like, uh, you don't have to pretend to like any of those podcasts just because the guy you're fucking likes them. She's like, I'm so glad I... It's like, you it, didn't have to. It, but then at the same time, it's like, do you dislike them? Or have you... Now you're just yelling about them because... It's misdirected Some guy hurt your feelings. Yeah. Seems like that one. Did your boyfriend think I was hot, honey? Is that what it is? <laughs> Who's your boyfriend? Your boyfriend? Do we know him? Is your boyfriend my reply guy? <laughs> DM. Let me know. It's okay. DM we know you're the, listening. DM if this is your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your Anyways, beef? My beef of the week is, um, so I've been posting about books that I read, like, occasionally I'll post, like, an excerpt or a picture or whatever. Yeah. And I've been posting, like, short reviews of them when I finish them. And when I read nonfiction, depending on what type it is, but especially anything about fucking politics or economics or whatever, men just pile into my DMs to tell me that they think the person who I'm reading is an idiot. Great. And it's like, I posted that I was reading this book called Identity by Francis Fukuyama in the bath yesterday. And I literally posted a picture of myself looking at the first page and all these guys were in my DMs being like, what do you think of it? (laughs) Are you reading this as a bit? Literally, I got like 
eight different oh my DMs God. about this. And I was like, what do you mean am I reading this as a bit? I posted a picture of the first fucking page. I don't, I don't know, know anything, anything about, about it. it. I'm reading it because a friend of the pod, Maddie, who's extremely intelligent, whose opinion I respect, told me to read it. Yeah. And um, I don't need your approval Get out of my mentions. Read whatever I want. First of all, second of all, you're all so fucking annoying. And every time I open the internet, I'm like, why am I here? You're driving you're all driving me closer to a cabin in the woods. Yeah. You know? And I personally like reading things that I disagree with. Sure. Or that I won't necessarily agree with. Or that people will think that I shouldn't agree with. Well, it's like, how are you gonna know you haven't read it yet? Exactly. I'm not going to write off this writer because a bunch of random dudes told me I shouldn't like him. Yeah. Ugh. And that, I don't mean that for just this one writer. Like, I won't make an across-the-board assumption about somebody's work without consuming it and making my own ideas about it. No, as you shouldn't. (laughs) Sorry I'm intellectually curious. Sue me. I guess that's a crime now. (laughs) Also, one other thing. I have been annoyed when I've been posting pictures of myself making food. And people are like, every single time, people are like, oh, you're a trad wife now? It's like, been trad. You don't know me. Well, I hate that. It's like this, like, uh, we talked about this, but the Mm -hmm. dichotomy. It's like, what? I'm not allowed to cook food. Yeah. Get over yourself. And also people are like, oh, you cook food now? You're trad now? It's like, well, you've been following me for six days. Yeah. Um, clearly no one who's asking me if I'm a trad wife now was following the trajectory of my life when this time last year, I was about to move eight hours to Southern Ontario to get married to a tanky lawyer and live on a farm. So that was a really dark time for us. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that being trad is a new affliction for me. If you don't... If you don't appreciate me at my moving eight hours to marry a tanky lawyer and live on a farm in Southern Ontario, you don't deserve me at my cooking food for my boyfriend in Gatineau, okay? (laughs) That's right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) My return to the agrarian way. (laughs) Listen, we all knew it was coming, okay? (laughs) All right. Should we do Dumb Bitch of the Week? It's time for... Dumb Bitch of of the the Week. week. Okay, so I have one. I don't know if I've read it before or not, so we might cut this. All right. 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Your pussy super wet. You got that super soaker. (laughs) Is this a man? Presumably. Okay. He um, blocked me after sending the message when I didn't answer. Well, I'm so glad you you got a little taste of what it's like to be me. It's because I posted about having a wet pussy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so like some would say I deserved it. It's not that you deserve it. It's just that every time you post something that is a joke yeah. about yourself, yeah. that is sexual, you just have to know, which is so crazy because, um, I feel like as a man, you're not going to get DMS unless they're from other men. This is a man problem. Yeah, this is a man unless problem. they're from other men. You're not going to get DMS that are like, Oh, you got a little dick. Let me see it. <laughs> No, of course not. I was like, sir, I promise you, my pussy's not even that wet. That super soaker. Yeah. Yuck. Do you got a dumb bitch? (laughs) Water drawn pussy. Yeah, the type my parents would never buy for me at Toys R Us. I had to make it myself. Yeah, I got some dumb bitches. Oh. Some. And I I was, you know, what's funny about you saying that you deserved this for posting sexually. I was just thinking that my DMs have been really bad, but chaotically not sexual at all. Just like psycho? Yes. Interesting. But it's because I haven't posted anything. I've been just posting about books and food. So they don't know what to do, but they know know that they want to be contacting you mm-hmm. and they don't know what they're supposed to say yeah but they're still making sure that they're being crazy you know oh well, of course i mean that's the reply guy way right yeah 
So, uh, there's a couple such old ones, but this guy said, do you suffer with clinical depression? And then he blocked me. <laughs> what if I did, no. sir? Yeah, what, what if I did? Providing support. He's like, just wanted to say that. He wanted to have a big discussion with me about, uh, Clinical depression. Okay, this is another person. Okay. This is really uh, an iconic one for me because um, someone asked me to edit their writing. Stop. (laughs) A stranger on Twitter asked me to edit their writing. Hi, I've got some writing that I've done recently in a class and I'm trying to surface it to some people in the outside world. The pieces are 3,600 to 3,800 words each which I know is a bit asked, but if you ever find yourself some free time, I would love to see what you think about my work. And then there's a link to a doodle drive. They didn't even offer to pay you? No. This person just wants to use me for my mind and discard me once I've torn his essays to shreds. Do you think that's like a kink? No, I honestly think that this person, hopefully they're not a listener, but I honestly think that this person um, just needs someone to edit their essays and it's not going to be me, honey. So (laughs) good luck in fucking philosophy 3000 or whatever you're doing. (laughs) Don't know. Didn't click the link. I think it's English lit actually. (laughs) Oh, good. That's what you get for posting about books. Yeah. Weirder replies than ever. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got lots of dead ones, you know? So, honey, can you play the bottom flute? That one's horny. Penetrate me. <laughs> the guy's username is at Nick fuck my ass. <laughs> he knows what he wants. <laughs> Love a man who knows what he wants. This person said you should start an HVAC apparel online store. How are you trying to be horny on a... A tweet that's about (laughs) being married to an HVAC man. Stranger asking for advice about his friend who's in an abusive relationship. Oh, good. Because I'm just, you know, I'm just a therapist and an editor. And everything else. All requests. Yeah, my foot's flat. I think it's broken. It's not broken. You I don't think so? I on it, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to read anymore. I'm going to save some. They're, some they stuff. are extremely chaotic. <laughs> like, what? Can you, can can you, you edit, edit my, my paper? paper? You know what? No. I can't. Are you going to pay me as a TA? Yeah, like if, maybe if he sent you money. How much would you charge for a 3,800 word paper? I don't know what the going rate is. True. You'd have to research first. I haven't edited somebody's paper for money. Well, I used to write people's papers for money. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say. Um. <laughs> but that's different. You don't have to. It's less work. Since a long time ago. Yeah. Writing people's papers for money is easier than editing for money. Yes. Because you're just doing the work. I, d- I did write a roommate for a paper for my roommate one time, and um, she did say that she was, like, not accused of plagiarism, but, like, highly suspected because she had never proven to be so literate before. <laughs> well, that's her problem. The wonders of text-to-speech. <laughs> All right. Tweet of the week? Yeah, go ahead. All right, my tweet of the week is from at lib underscore owner. Good account. I'm a sapiosexual. My bitch just got a fat ass coincidentally. I was so close to choosing that one. It's so, <laughs> so funny. good. It's so true. Yeah, it's like, no, I only like smart girls. If they're hot, it's just an accident. <laughs> I'm just like a personality person. That's why like if you put my last like four boyfriends in a lineup, they look like they could just be like <laughs> the card on an amateur wrestling show. It, it doesn't have anything to do with that. They look like me. 
<laughs> they could be auditioning to be a stunt double for Jason Momoa. <laughs> I don't know, random. <laughs> Crazy how all smart men are over six foot two and 250 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Listen, I'm not going to do phrenology about it. Is that a thing? Do people talk about how people with certain, like, people in astrology do that, right? Like, what? they talk about how people with certain qualities look certain ways. It gets dangerously close to phrenology. Do they? Oh, I've never yeah, heard that. Sometimes. I've never heard in that the, part of in astrology. this kind of, like, pop astrology, mm. like, not real astrology, like, pop astrology, like, Twitter and Instagram accounts, kind of. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what are Leo's like? It's like, Little shiny hair. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever. All right. My tweet of the week is from at Holes Movie Cast. <laughs> and they tweeted, We did in holes. I just realized <laughs> that this means that there's a podcast about Holes the movie. And I don't know. How they could pos- how many episodes they could do about that, but I love tools and it's really informed me as both a comedian and a person. So that subplot though, tools two thousand and three made me fam. We had yeah. a whole episode yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, that tweet was very funny. I remember when I saw it, I was like. Yeah, we dig in holes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's crazy how they managed to so succinctly sum up the plot of such. Um, a like narratively complex film, mm-hmm. and, and yet they still have a podcast three about words. it. I, you know what? I'm gonna plug the, their podcast, Holes Movie Cast. I haven't listened, but check just, it out. I just align align with what they're trying to do. Yes, so. inherently. <laughs> All right. All right. Should we line up? Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.